So what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Stock Talk. I'm your host, Robert Jacobo. And just to let you know, this is not financial advice. We are not here to bet millions or anything like that. So please do not take this as financial advice. This is more so just kind of like stock analysis talk, right? What we're doing here is as much advice as somebody on ESPN telling you that somebody's going to go yard as they you know, hit a home run, right? And the other cool thing is, is I'm just coming to you full realness, right? I'm not a financial advisor. I don't work in the financial industry anymore. Um, so please, once again, don't take this as financial advice. This is just me going over the current stocks. And keep in mind, I am a normal person. Please do not come to me just because of the fact that things are going good or things are going, like, I'm telling you right now, I am a normal human being. I'm going to be a normal human being on here. I'm going to win money. I'm going to lose money, just like you, right? So please do not come on here thinking that I'm going to be some type of profit, thinking that I know everything. All I'm doing is I'm going to share with you a little of the things that I do on a daily basis to actually um, uh, just analyze my own stock portfolio. And to, to be honest with you, for the last few weeks, I've been getting my ass handed to me on the stock market because I've been following some of the things, the, the uh, notoriety trends here on Reddit, right? And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting my ass kicked just like everybody else. So um, once again, not a guru, just a guy that wants to talk stock, right? Shop talk, stock talk. That's what the name of the game is about. And I'm going to just let you know what I have in my portfolio right now. I have ODT, right? So uh ordinate therapeutics let's see i have clove i've got uh scl so i got stefan um i got mirin right mrin uh that's mirin software i also have um some things betting against the stock market right against the spy the spy uh, i'm in the sqqq right um uh, just just following that along, right? And for those of you who don't know what the SQQQ is, it's the Pro Shares Ultra Short uh, QQQ Day One or One Day, right? And it trades kind of like at a three-time interval uh, opposite the SPY. So uh, that's something I'm also involved in. I'm involved heavily in Sundial, right? Uh, gotta love that cannabis stock, even though you know it treated me a little dirty today. It's okay. Because um, and I'm gonna go over kind of what I what I've put into it too, right? As far as like my own technical analysis and just kind of what I'm observing, and then also too, uh, I'm in metamaterials. I was in it before the stock split, and then the stock split happened, and uh, since then it's been a bumpy ride. I thought it was gonna go one direction, it went a totally different direction, and I just kind of rode it out from there. I was actually at an average price of like nine something from before the stock split, just recently averaged down my position uh, to $4.87. I'm also in uh, Quintus, so that's uh, ticker symbol C-U-E-N. I'm in there as well. And then obviously the uh, notariable stock, I am in AMC. I was a little bit of a paper-handed bitch when it came to things because I I, I tried to uh, go ahead and sell for some profits and thought I was like, oh shit, well, it's going down you know, from that 72 area. And I captured a little bit of profits, but then I started making some big stupid bets, which then 
obviously kind of drove me into thinking about the stock market a little bit more and knowing and understanding and and really kind of uh, diving into technical analysis and patterns and just kind of like seeing where I could be a little bit more advantageous in my thought process about the stock market. Now, it is a huge gamble, guys. Like stock market is no joke. It's no, it's, it has the power to make you rich. It also has the power to tear apart families at their bare core, right? So don't sit here and think, oh man, it's going to be the, the end all be all. We're going to make it. We're going to have this great uh, uh, savings. And then all of a sudden it's gone and you don't even know where the hell it went, right? So make sure that you are always doing your own due diligence. They always tell you that. And that was one of the biggest things that after I had that AMC spike, right? I thought I was like, oh shit, well, I'm doing good. I'm doing great guys. And it just wasn't the case, right? I mean, like, I'm just coming to you from the guy, the perspective of a real guy, right? I was following guys like Matt Coors and um, Trace Trades and stuff, and they're cool to watch. I'm not saying anything against them. They're cool to watch and everything, and it's really great that they were able to get on interviews and stuff. And But it, it just seems that um, as I watched them more personally, I stopped doing a lot of due diligence on my own, and I just kind of started following the trends of what they – were, were mentioning, which was totally stupid on my end. I'm not blaming them. I'm blaming myself for not taking the time and effort to do my own due diligence. And therefore, I did do my own due diligence, countless hours of due diligence. And now I feel that I'm in a way more comfortable space. Now, keep in mind, like I said, I'm not a stock advisor. I'm not a financial advisor or anything of that sort. So all of my due diligence is something that I know and understand. You may not know and understand it. So if you ever have questions or anything like that, feel free to always, you know, shoot me an email at, uh, you know, my my own personal email address, Robert Jacobo, III at gmail.com, because uh, it's Robert Jacobo the third, not Robert Jacoboy, right? Uh, as, as I mean, that's kind of cooler though, like when you really think about it. Anyways, back onto stock talk. So, kind of going into my own personal portfolio and why I'm still holding in these positions. Okay, so let's go over the first one, right? And we'll leave AMC to the end because obviously that's a bigger conversation there, right? Um, as far as, you know, what we've seen and everything. And I want to just also to let you know as a preface of the whole AMC thing, I'm kind of jumping away from the whole scandals, conspiracies, because really what that ends up doing is getting you really emotionally tied into the stock, identifying emotionally with the stock, and then all of a sudden it doesn't operate in the fashion that you want it to. And then all of a sudden, like you're like, oh shit, what the hell happened? I thought there was this massive conspiracy. So anyways, kind of jumping into things, right? First off, let me get a drink of water real quick because it my throat is parched. <sighs> On to the stock talk. And where we're going to start right now is just at the top of my list, right? ODT. Let's see what we got. And you know what? Sometimes, dude, like I invest in stocks and sometimes I don't even know what they do, what they're doing or anything like that. And I know that's a completely crazy way to trade stocks because you do ultimately want to know what the companies that you're investing are doing or what what's going on. But then sometimes there's those ones where you're just like, hey, I'm looking at average price action and stuff, and I just want to kind of ride the wave up, make a little bit of profits and get out of it, right? So I'm looking at ODT, and I'm like, uh, what, a donate, odonate therapeutics? 
I, I guess that's how you say it, right? Let's be honest. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just a guy that's trading on the stock market. So what I'm seeing here, right? Now, the price action is what I pay attention to a lot, right? I, I really pay attention to the price action. I want to see where... Um, you know, there's going to be a turn of events or anything of that sort. And so with ODT, what I've really noticed is that their price action, they, I mean, they've been falling over the past year, right? Just kind of like they'll have a, a stint of going up and then boom, a massive collapse. And then it'll have, a, a, you know, a sideways trading day or not day, but like months, right? And then all of a sudden it'll start to kind of, elevate 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 and then it'll have its peak and then it'll start to come down and then all of a sudden boom it just drops again right and and the the thing is completely just like dropped out the floor right and so i haven't done extreme due diligence on this now the reason why it's dropping so dramatically on odt right i don't know i'm just paying attention to the patterns that i'm seeing and so what I do see is that there's starting to be a confluence. This, um, it's like starting to get into this zone of consolidation of the price action, the average price actions, right? And so what I'm seeing now is that it's starting to become super close to the point where it's going to start rising. And that's my prediction on it is that it's going to start to rise and uh, start to come up. I mean, like, right now the um the price action itself i believe it's reached a little bit of a floor um as far as its price action goes um and i believe the average is going to start turning around to going to the upward momentum because the last couple of days now keep this in mind price or not price action but the average prices let's just take a look at the average price you know, over over the course of the year and stuff. I mean, I'm looking at average price and keep in mind, this average price is just kind of calculated based off of, um, let's see, about 10 days. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 days. So it's calculated over roughly about 10 days of day-to-day uh, of -day price action movement. So uh, what we can see is that we've actually reached an area where price actually was falling right it was let's see back on the 9th of uh back on the 9th of july you know it it went from three dollars and sixty cents 361 then down to 358 356 354 now the 354 355 now it's starting to build back up and so the only way it's it's going right now is upward and so Right now for ODT, I'm really willing to kind of like ride that upward momentum. And not only that, but ODT's volume is going to start picking up as well. So in regards to their volume, they're actually not doing too bad. So um, I think that we're going to start seeing a lot more volume coming into ODT. Not that there was a lot of volume to actually begin with, right? So as far as ODT and their volume, I mean... Their volume is pretty low. I mean, even their 20-day average moving volume is like uh, 1 million, right? So they're well below that right now, coming in at 326,000, right? So I think in 
regards to volume, we're going to start to see a pickup of that momentum. So just be on the lookout for that pickup of momentum with ODT and then go from there. On to our next stock. Let's see, what do we have next in the chamber here? We have Clove. Now, Clove is super just kind of like, it. it's like that meme stock area, right? So Clove, obviously, super meme -y. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Mimi, another drink of water here. <sighs> what do we close out the day with Clove? Let's see. Clove ended the day at $8.62 with the after hours price right now of $8.64. And it's approximately 3 to 3.27 in the afternoon Pacific Standard Time. So 6.27 on the East Coast. Um, but with Clove, let's take a look at it, man. Like, let's look at the volume first off, because obviously with volume is where you can do stuff, right? So volume, I'm seeing a pickup of volume. So what we're going to start to see is more, and I'm not saying that volume won't have like down days. What I'm saying is that there'll be higher, uh, a higher pickup of volume. So like you might have a day over day where the volume is, you know, 120% uh, compared to the previous day or 140% compared to the previous day or even 90% of the previous day's volume, but that's still a big chunk of volume. So it adds to the averages. And so what I'm seeing is that we're coming out of a little bit of a trough in the volume, right? And now we're going to start to build back up as we've hit a floor in that volume. So we're going to start to build back up, wait for that, uh, that volume to build up and we're going to see some pretty good days here uh coming up shortly so i would i would even anticipate that maybe um as soon as tomorrow so and keep in mind it's it's uh july 22nd right now so some of you may not even hear this until like i become somewhat famous later on in life right so but anyways but clove is uh it's going to be picking up on the volume now in regards to price action it's definitely hit the trough right it's hit the peak of the trough which is the bottom the low of the low and it's not crossing over a, a different average for a while so um i'd say you'd have at least like maybe another two days of upward momentum i'd say with friday being a lower day in volume um traditionally for all stocks across the board right you probably won't see that massive a price action movement going to going into tomorrow you might see a little bit of a bump going into tomorrow but Ultimately, Mondays, Tuesdays, and even sometimes on Wednesdays, right, is going to be your high volume days. So I would even take a look at, is there a way that maybe we could be buying in tomorrow? Or is there options, contracts that we might be able to ride over through the weekend, battle some theta out, and then, you know, really cash in on something for a Monday, Tuesday run? So that's something I'd be looking at for Clove is really watching that price action as it starts to go up like i said in the after hours it's up you know only a cent but you know that's only in the after hours and on the daily charts dude when you're looking at it it's a uh, stochaic value right it's stochaic on the daily is you know well below the uh, the 20 mark and then also too it's rsi is hovering right above that oversold area, right, with the um, the two candle RSI on the daily, you know, in a descent. So it it may, you know, take a little bit of a sideways turn for for uh, a Friday, 
probably a big bump uh, in the morning, but like look for it to kind of trade on a sideways momentum, if not sideways upward momentum moving into the weekend and then side or and then upward for Monday and Tuesday. So next up on the list, we got SCL, right? Uh, Steepen or Stefan or whatever you want to call it, Steepen. I just call it SCL. Okay. I go by tickers. I don't, I don't really know what this company does or anything like that. So let's take a look at them. This one might end up being like, kind of like a, a weird one for me. So let's see, what do we got here? We are looking at volume. So volume is going to start, um, I mean, kind of on a downtrend a little bit, like as far as like the consistency of like heavy hitting volume moving up, it's going to start to downtrend a little bit, right? As, as we start to move downward. And, um, as far as price action goes, it's on its way up, but keep in mind with downward pressure and volume, what we're possibly going to see is kind of like a little bit of stagnation in upward price momentum. So we might be kind of like at a loss with this one. We're going to see, is there a way that we can go ahead and clip it and uh, not lose too much of our money, right? Or um, is there something that we can do right on the daily chart? I think I'm still going to ride out the stochastic value of uh, because it's it's well below here. But keep in mind with that volume, not going to be there. It's going to be a little bit of a hard upward momentum move. So it might not even make sense. I might have just kind of like rode this wave out. And also too on the daily chart, I mean, our, and keep in mind the way I, I have my chart set up, I have a 200 day moving average, a 50 day uh, exponential moving average, a 20 day exponential moving average and a 10 day exponential moving average or 10 unit or whatever you want to call it. Right. But I'm on the daily chart right now and it's falling below the, uh, 200 day moving average exponential moving average. So I can see it respecting that 200 level line coming back up as the 50 is still not below the 200. Right, so I'm going to see it come back up, test that line, maybe pop out of the line a little bit. I might be able to capture some profits there. But other than that, I mean, like literally if it doesn't like I might be able to see the profits come in as it you know starts to hit that 123, 124, 125 mark. So that's all I'm waiting for. But other than that, in the long run, it's kind of going to be a, like that one's kind of a lost cause. That one's a loser. For me that i'm just basically waiting to get out of it i just don't feel like averaging down in order to get out of it sooner because i think the momentum is going to be there but it's not going to be sustained for a very long time right and uh just kind of go from there so the next thing on the list i got mirin right mirin was freaking super hot uh, a couple of weeks back and uh i loved it right we got in the stock it was a good it got us some profits and then all of a sudden, like now it's just kind of doing shitty because we're on the uh, the back end of it. But now it's starting to come back up again. So let's like load this back up into our little Google Sheets here, right? My analytical uh, thing here. So we got Mirin software. Let's take a look at her. <clears throat> and I refer to my stocks as women because uh, they're beautiful. 
right, at times. They're beautiful, right? All women are beautiful. So as as all stocks should be. But uh, anyways, let's take a look at it. Now, Mirren, it's coming off that huge spike, right? Now, the huge spike jumped up, closed out at 24.14. Then it's been in a bleeding pace ever since then, right? Now we're back down to uh, $8.49. And, uh, you know, just kind of waiting there, right? Um, unfortunately, I am one of the bag holders, right? Which I'm just letting you know, man, I'm, I'm a human being. I make mistakes. So as far as uh, actual, you know, volume goes, we're probably looking at like a peak of volume, right? We're, uh, as far as looking at the, at the average moving volume, I mean, if we really, really, really dig deep, then yeah, we're going to find something that's going to help us to anticipate that it's going to move upward. But just to let you know that uh, that kind of upward momentum is, it's it's kind of like in this in this gray area right now where honestly i would probably be looking at maybe finding an exit point i'll probably have to average down in order to be able to collect some profits but i also might want to wait as well because i'm looking at mirin i'm thinking as far as price action goes it's still on its way down right mirin is still on its way down we're seeing a little bit of a curve, right? But on my price action, when I take the averages and stuff, right? When I take the average of this price action, this price action is still falling. Like it's not, you're literally looking at a falling knife right now. I know that there's a little bit of a curve coming upwards and stuff, but like, that's the thing. I don't want to catch a falling knife and I still feel that Mirin is uh, is falling, and it's still got a little bit ways to go. I would even say, you know what? Let's clear out all these other rinky-dink drawings in here, right? So the last couple of days, we've seen a floor hit roughly around. Uh, let's see, what what is it? Seven dollars and fifty cents. So I mean, if we're looking at seven dollars and fifty cents, that being kind of like that price floor. I mean, I think we're still going to be dropping below there. I think it'll come up a little bit and maybe respect this like 10 to $11 mark, right? Let's just put a line at 11 just for, you know, shits and giggles. But uh, ultimately, I think it's still going to be coming down. So with volume too coming down, usually when volume is on the way down, it's it's a, an area where it's like, hey, it's easier for people just to kind of sell out and they want to sell out before volume gets too low and then it becomes too hard to sell and things of that sort. So volume itself is going to kind of creep right now. It's, it's in an area where it's like, uh, let's go ahead and creep maybe a couple more days, but it's starting, the amount of volume growth is starting to consolidate. And uh, right now what we're looking at is now we're going to be looking at the tail end of it, right? On on the first moving average of 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 that uh, volume, and I'm looking at way deeper stats, guys. When I refer to these things, please hit me up in my email to kind of see what I'm talking about first. 
once again, robertjacoboii at gmail.com. Because honestly, like if if you're hearing me and you're like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, like it's because I'm reading the stats that I've developed myself to help me better understand what this stock is doing and what the price action is going to be doing in the future. So my best educated guess as a normal guy, once again, not a stock advisor, right? Not a stock advisor, not a financial advisor, just a guy that's loving to be able to talk about this stuff. So what I'm seeing is that volume is going to start kind of ticking off from here, right? It was 818% volume over volume from the other day, right? It jumped up, what is it, 46 million in volume. And so now what we're waiting for is we're actually waiting for this to kind of like decrease a little bit more, kind of become a little bit more into that red zone, and then we'll go from there. But like for me right now, the volume is kind of like in an area where it's going to start kind of like creeping down, right? And and we're going we're gonna to start to see price action also move down. So let's see if we can't meet Mirin within the next, I'd say, two weeks. I, I mean, I'd watch this stock week after week, right? But I'd say look to average down here in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, week after week, just watch it and just see where there's going to be some great price action to be able to average stuff down, right? Because it is going to pop back up. It's just a matter of time, right? And you obviously have to just wait for that time to be able to average down, to put yourself in the best position to be able to catch those pops and make some profit. Okay. And so let's move away from Mirren, right? We're going to hop over the, uh, the uh, short, right? The um, SQQQ, the pros shares, and uh, let's move down to Sundial, right? Sundial did me dirty today, but it's okay because I was anticipating that it was going to do dirty today too, right? So with Sundial, Sundial is like my baby right now. I'm actually loving Sundial. Sundial is so much fun just to kind of watch it. You're watching it grow. You're watching it pop. You're sitting here at 83 cents a share, dude, 83 cents a share. And so I'm just sitting here and I'm just like, like, Hey, you know what? Like, what do we got? What, what do we got going on here? So yesterday it traded up to 87 cents a share. Guys, I'm in it at 90 cents and 90 and point. It's like 0 0.9029, right? So 90 cents a share. I'm in it, right? And I'm just like, okay, well, I'm not going to be the guy that takes at like one cent profit, right? That doesn't make any sense for me. Okay. Well, it does. Like if I made one cent over, I'd basically like I, I'd profit pretty decent so I'm like all right cool but um but I don't like doing that I don't I don't like scalping I I think scalping is kind of like it's it's annoying and it's a lot of tedious work right so sundial though so on my metrics sundial like I can't just go to the visual stuff I have to actually literally go into the numbers and like see where the analysis is and, and things of that sort. So with Sundial, Sundial is going to start to see some some potential like um, volume growth here, right? As what I'm seeing, 
right? And uh, it, it's taken a little bit to start up. It's not like a, a day in, day out thing, right? Because especially because of the fact that averages, um, the average price, uh, right? The price action was moving down today, right? The average price action has been moving down uh, little by little. But just to let you know, like that is starting to come to a head, right? And what I mean by that is that we are in a really good position with Sundial right now to actually see something happen. So as far as like the separation between these price changes, right? Or between the, uh, the, the average price changes, I mean, yeah, it did increase today, but overall, like it's not that bad, right? It's actually pretty good. It's relatively on track. It kind of just adds another day for us to kind of just like, this is a lucky day for us to be able to like do this, right? And so I think in the very, very near future, I wouldn't put my bet on tomorrow because Friday is a, uh, a down day usually in the markets, right? But for uh, for Sundial, I think it's got some great potential as far as moving upwards. And if we can definitely get upwards into that freaking $2 region with Sundial, I mean, like that's going to be phenomenal, right? And I mean, like it's... It's only happened that one time, right? But like the the fact of the matter is this, like, I mean, if it happened once, it can happen again. And with a lot more positive news about cannabis industry and federal legalization and everything like that, like that's something that's worth following and getting a lot more traction, especially on Google Trends. When I look at Sundial, right? I'm looking at Sundial and I'm seeing, hey, day over day, this stuff has actually been hitting a lot higher trends, right? Obviously not too much today, but today's the later end of the week. And tomorrow I'm anticipating that not too many people are going to be looking at it either because a lot of people are starting to take their money outs on Fridays and stuff, right? So that way they don't, Thursday and Friday because of the two days getting money into your bank account and stuff like that. That's why Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are those high trading days. And so Sundial, I think we're getting ready to pop here. Um, and I'm not saying pop like as in like squeeze pop. I'm just saying pop as an upward momentum as far as a Monday, Tuesday run. I think we're going to have a great Monday, Tuesday with Sundial and go from there, right? Especially with volume. As soon as volume starts picking up on Sundial, we're going to be doing good, right? And then uh, let's go into meta materials. Meta materials, dude. Meta material. Now, the reason why I'm going through each one of these is because I want you guys to know and realize I'm a normal person. I hold stocks, I hold shares of things and stuff like that, right? And I've made mistakes along the way, but I've learned from my mistakes. And so that's kind of what I want you guys to know and understand is I'm looking at these and I'm like, okay, how do I learn from my mistakes? I actually uh, was told by somebody today, I was like, you have you know fees and you have tuition right? Or you have fines and you have tuition. So fines are like you're paying for something, but you're not learning anything. When it comes to stocks, anytime I lose money, I want to not lose it just permanently. I want to gain knowledge and know and understand why my money is doing that in, in one direction or the other. Why is the stock doing that in one direction or the other? Now, metamaterials. Metamaterials was definitely interesting. Now, I didn't know what was going on with the whole stock split thing, and I don't understand the dynamics behind that and why it dropped after the stock split. If somebody wants to hit me up through my email, let me know that stuff. That would be great, um, and and we'll go from there for future stock splits. That would be awesome information to be able to have. But for right now, 
I've averaged down. I'm at $4.87. The stock is currently trading at $3.49. But with Meta Materials, Meta Materials is in a good position too. And Meta Materials is my second baby in comparison to uh, Sundial. So let's pull up Meta Materials. Let's look at the volume. What's going on with the volume as far as Meta Materials? Volume is starting to kind of creep up a little bit right like it's in a trough right now but we're coming out of the trough so that's the cool thing about it is we're coming out of the trough we reached the trough a couple of days ago the bottom of the trough right well the bottom of the average which then led to the trough another couple of days right but now what we're going to start seeing is some more dense volume movement so instead of seeing you know oh 50 of the day over day you're going to start seeing things like 70 to 80 to 90 percent and beyond that you know 120 165 103 200 percent you're going to start to see those grow as the uh the the days go on right because our averages are starting to cross each other and now it's like they got nowhere to go but up so uh, i'm anticipating that the volume for metamaterials is going to be moving upwards. And then also, too, the price action price had a lull today, which is okay because the fact that we're crossing over another exponential moving average for price action, right? The, uh, the fast line here is passing over. And then also, too, when we look at the charting metrics, I mean, just look at the daily charts, right? I like to look at the daily charts because daily is like, I mean, a lot less stress. I mean, you look at it minute after minute. I did that. And that, fucking stressed me out like crazy and then i started kind of like taking advice hey like get out of that daily chart go to the five minute chart for like that's the lowest you go and uh if you think there's going to be a buy signal or something hop in the daily or hop in the uh the the minute chart and then yeah sure you can see where you're going to potentially buy or something like or sell in that potential area but like don't stick to the minute chart all day long you're gonna freak yourself out right so i'm looking at the daily chart of meta materials now we're coming out of the macd right the macd right now it looks like you know on the histogram of the macd we're way below you know the line and uh but we're creeping out of it right so i'm not worried about that the rsi is hovering right at that 38 mark or what is it, 38 or 35? I can't see. My eyes are like crazy. But we're looking at the 35 mark, right? And then all of a sudden, too, that stochaic mark, the fast stochaic, we're looking at, you know, it's sitting right here at seven. Seven. We're way in oversold territory, guys. So if anything, I'm thinking, hey, you know what? This is going to have a pop. It had a pop yesterday. That was kind of like that, you know, when you're on a dirt bike and you kickstart for the first time and like you get the engine going for a second and then it dies and then you realize, oh, well, shit, I got to pull the choke up so that way the freaking engine's getting some some juice, some gas, some air. Like we got to get it going, but got to give it a little bit of assistance, right? So it, it gave us that initial pop yesterday and then today it kind of fell back down into its lull, which what was it was like a clear anticipation of that because the lines were going to be crossing the average lines. So that usually results in a, um, usually results in, you know, uh, a downward trajectory. And so, uh, what we're going to be looking at now with, with, uh, the stock, right. Uh, what we're going to be looking at now is the upward momentum of 
our uh, our volume. So I don't see the trough getting any deeper. And I think that we're going to go ahead and start upward momentum, upward trend, upper trajectory. And not only that, but I'd have to say that we're in a pretty, pretty decent spot exiting right now the exponential price action over the average price action. So like I do the price action over the average and then standard deviations of that. And so uh, what I try to do is I try to get as close to zero as possible. And then I that usually sets off a buy signal for me uh, right now. I mean, I would. I'd be sitting pretty um, saying, you know, like we're going to be doing pretty good here soon. Um, probably give it another couple of days. Once again, rolling into maybe Monday, tomorrow, traditionally a day of low volume. So I would say that we're looking at Monday first and foremost, and then going from there. Um, you know, next on my list, I have Quintus. And so there's not enough information in this stock to be able to kind of do the technical analysis. I jumped on it when I saw it before because of the fact that I saw some interesting numbers. And this was before I started really diving into it deep and bought into it. It, uh, it If I would have averaged down a couple of days ago, it would have done pretty good. As a matter of fact, I could probably still average down um, from the $8.18 average that I'm at maybe pick up a little bit of profits or probably even just pick up, you know, a lot less loss than, uh, than I have. But Quintas is definitely not a, uh, a stock that I'm going to keep for the long run. I just kind of got the tail end of the, um, the tail end of that freaking, uh, spike because that was a desperation move. I ended up chasing where it was and then, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't end up getting the full on, like uh bag holding but i'm i'm admittedly a bag holder of quintos right but we're looking to move out of that soon um and then amc amc right we have all the conspiracy stuff with amc and that's like fine and dandy and everything but when i look at amc now because i was feeding into that that conspiracy theory stuff and it did nothing for me but lose money right it was so annoying that i was pretty much doing what these guys were telling me to do every day, but then I would fall into my emotions and, you know, thinking, oh man, I got to like make money. But it's like, well, that's not, that's not the, the ape way at all. Right. And what I'm looking at now is I'm like, well, shit, if I would have just held on, I would have been fine. But I try to capture profits and then bought up higher and lost money there. And it was dumb, stupid moves on my part. But, um, now I'm looking at average price action, um, average price action. I mean, we are literally, so this is the thing, like the actual moves in price action are not huge, right? On a day over day basis. So the average moves are not massive or anything, but, uh, they are still pretty big. So, um, what we can see is that, well, you have the whole margin calls and stuff like that. So cool. Let's let's ride that news a little bit. We can ride that. But looking at uh, AMC, let's look at volume, right? Volume is coming down a little bit, right? The density and volume. So I'm anticipating that AMC may even kind of trade sideways tomorrow. And that would be Friday, uh, the 23rd of July. And then it'll start to go up. We're going to have a decent Monday, possibly, and a and a possible decent Tuesday 
not saying that it's going to be the spike of a lifetime or anything, but like you're going to have some decent moves on Monday and Tuesday is my anticipation as the uh, last legs of this average start to cap off. And if we can meet that cap off, then we might be able to make it into that squeeze territory. But I'm not looking at squeeze just yet. I'm just looking at, hey, where can we capture um, some good momentum moving upward, right? And right now, just volume hasn't found its floor yet. Um, it hasn't found that trough just yet. And so I think the density and volume is going to start moving down. You're going to start seeing um, areas where it's like, anywhere between like 100% day over day to like 50% day over day, maybe even like a 35% day over day in some areas. But for right now, it hasn't found its floor yet. So I would just be kind of cautious in watching what AMC does over the next day or two. Friday, definitely going to be a low volume day uh, as it normally is, right? And then um, moving into uh, the weekend, just go have fun with your families and stuff. Be prepared for Tuesday, Wednesday, or two, or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and go from there. But AMC still on a pretty good trajectory. It's just a matter of like, uh, it, it's really a waiting game now. So that's what I got for stock talk for today. Obviously, it was a long episode because it's my first premiere episode and just kind of introducing myself to you guys as a guy that comes on, makes trades, makes mistakes, learns from them, likes uh, likes what I do. And I just wanted to share that stuff with you. So if you guys have any questions or anything, always feel free to email me. I'm going to get a different email, but for right now, just go ahead and feel free to email me at Robert Jacobo, III at gmail.com. That's Robert Jacobo, III at gmail.com. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions, kind of give you like snapshots of kind of the things that I use and stuff, which I just built everything out of Excel and uh, Google Sheets. And it was really cool, really fun, really interesting. And it allows you to just really dive into what the um, what you're analyzing, right? Rather than just kind of like looking at indicators and not knowing what they do, right? So now I'm kind of looking at these things and knowing and understanding what I'm reading. So it allows me, uh, because keep in mind, you know, stocks, just like anything else, are a language. So once you can know and understand how to read them a little bit better, then uh, you're going to be able to make some better uh, stock decisions in the long run. So, but uh, keep in mind too, uh, you know, when you when you make a decision to kind of go in things, and especially like that's why they call them long positions, right? Be prepared to wait a little while before you know you see you see the tree bear fruit, right? So, um, but if anything, you guys always feel free to email me. I'm down to answer some questions, get some good conversation, maybe even hop on interviews with somebody and uh, go from there. So uh, without further ado, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. You guys have a great night and uh, we'll talk shop again tomorrow. So this is Stock Talk with Rob. Take care.